0: Um, So uh, just the injury update with uh, Justin you know he's not gonna he won't practice today Uh, I don't have any other further updates in terms of what I said earlier on Monday Um, again it still comes down to the grip strength uh, where he is um, later in the week and we'll see right now he's working with the trainers um, that's progressing well uh, but we'll see where it is Um, again we still think he's doubtful for this week Um, you know Tyson you know will be the starter if that is the case and uh, we're certainly excited about him um, working forward and uh, with the offense today, and we'll see where it goes. He's got a big practice ahead of us today on first and second down. Um, so we'll see where it is. Uh, Davis, uh, you know, we're not practicing today either. Uh, we'll see where he is, high ankle sprain. Um, not likely to play this week, of course, and it'll be week to week from there. Uh, and then uh, Johnson, 23, was uh, still in our concussion protocol. I just found that out this morning. Oh uh, well, so he's got to work through that, and we'll see where he is later in the week. Uh, we do expect to get Homer back um, this week, which is good. And, uh, the full injury report will be out after practice. Um, like I said, offensively, we're preparing this week for uh, Baygent to be the starter, and uh, we'll work through that. And again, like I said we're excited about that. And then uh, defensively, we're looking at you know building some momentum here uh, based on the last few performances. You know, it's good to have our guys back, um, you know, in the secondary you know, getting some continuity there. So we're, we're uh, looking forward to getting after that uh, today and this week. Um, And then special teams, you know, I think have been doing a good job, you know, with being solid um, in their performances. Certainly Cairo's done a nice job with the kicking and uh, looking forward to continuing that as we go. Um, Relative to the offensive line combinations, the questions on that, you know, I'm not going to answer the the combinations there right now because we're working through those things right now. And uh, we certainly like, uh, you know, by force uh, many times uh, to have those different combinations because of training camp and, and various injuries that we've had, of course, during the course of the year. Uh, so that, of course, gives us some flexibility uh, to put guys inside uh, guard, center, center guard, and also at uh, the tackle position. Uh, but again, that's where it is. Um, that's my uh, we're gonna, uh, finalize that later in the week, of course. Uh, with that I'll open up to questions just to clarify with Justin is, is surgery something that's still uh, on the table or being discussed if the grip strength of- yeah I believe we'll know have a, some clarity later in the week hopefully uh, but we'll see where it is later in the week uh, but uh, again nothing's off the table nothing on uh, is on the table right now we still got to see where it is
1: was it the face of his thumb that was dislocated or the tip do you know
0: yeah I'm not going to talk about specifics of that um, but uh again it's coming to come out the grip strength uh, he's working better the swelling has gone down some which is good uh so we'll see where it is
1: I since the swelling has gone down could this eventually best case scenario be a situation that the trainers would be able to tape it and he'd be able to play through it that way
0: yeah i mean that's that's where it is right other people that have had this injury it's it's gone that way you know, where they've taped it and they went through it and they've played it's been a week to week thing and then all the way to having surgery and then being out so it's uh we don't know where it is yet we'll figure it out on uh, later in the week what do you gain by waiting until the end of the week to make a decision uh just more the, the grip strength see where he is functionality uh see where he is that's really what we gain so there is some hope you could play Sunday. if you're not ruling it out now um like i said we don't know we don't know you know the if you say uh hope you know, there's, you know, certainly we're optimistic uh, where it is. But, again, we don't know. We don't have the answers yet. We'll know later in the week. The differences between Tyson and Justin as quarterbacks,
2: if Tyson does play, does that allow you to
0: do anything differently on offense? Well, you play to the strengths of the quarterback, right? So, certainly it will look some of it will look different. You know, it will look different for sure uh, just because of the the person. You know, you always got to play to the strength of, of who's got the ball in their hands at quarterback, and, and we're certainly going to do that. Yeah, you guys have talked a lot this season about pass protection issues. How do you prepare Tyson to navigate that part of it? Yeah, the big one, this one is Max, right? You know, he's the big guy that uh, obviously ha- has a lot of havoc to the uh, to the offense, and he's an uh, all-pro player and continues to play that way. You know, that's the big thing, right? So we got to have a plan for him. Um, you know, their pressure, pressure package is good, too, uh, but you got to have a plan. You know, we got to do a good job of executing that plan, not only during the week, but also – you know, tactically during the game. You know, that's an important part of, of uh, being having tactics. You know, so it's important we do that. How do you coach Tyson to keep his fundamentals, keep follow the reads that you guys want him to follow, knowing that there's going to be a lot of backpedaling and scrambling going on? Uh, I would just say that we, you know, obviously operate the offense. You know, so whatever the rules are for that particular play, you know, if we're doing some different things for their best pass rusher, you know, or we're getting the ball out quick. You know, we just got to operate the offense. Are talk the different, about, are ahead, the different
2: combinations on the offensive line? I know you said you weren't going to talk about them, but are they the meaning for changes or anything? Is that performance-based, or is that who fits best with Tyson, or how are you approaching the offense? Yeah,
0: I would say that's, you know, I would say both that's every week, right? You know, so, you know, this is a week-to-week thing. You know, we got to make sure we're putting the best players, you know, in position, and, you know, performance is a part of that, of course. You know, and that not only during the last game, but also during the week. You talk about the, the defensive momentum. When you look at the performance that you guys had Sunday against the Vikings, third down and the, the, the way you performed in the second half, what, what struck you most about what created some of that? Season? Yeah, yeah. I would just say the, the guys played with good energy. You know, the guys knew what to do. They played fast, uh, played with good fundamentals. You know, I really like the fundamentals and the detail of, of how they operated um, in a lot of different ways um, in terms of, like, their space. You know, the space tackling was much better. I thought the vision and break, you know, the underneath throws was really good. And that's stuff we worked on, you know. And then, you know, the coaches that I've been around always said, you get what you emphasize. You know, we emphasized that a lot last week. Um, you know, I certainly think continuity, getting other players back, I think was helpful too. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's all encompassing. From a practical standpoint, what do you guys gain by adding that? What does he get to do during the week? Well, he's, he's on practice squad, so he gets to help us, you know, on the look squad, which is great this week. You know, again, we're not sure what quarterback we're playing yet, but uh, we'll see where that is. But uh, uh, just the practice squad. How uh, do you personally different guys who play for the Raiders? very similar. Uh, they're very similar types. It's not like it's, uh, you know, they're this end of the spectrum, that end of the spectrum. So it's not that big of a difference.
2: May you referred to uh, offensive, different offensive line combinations, helping your depth. You know, making more guys play more positions. But you've used thirty of them in your twenty-three games as head coach. I mean, that's part of the problem, isn't it? I mean, isn't that something that has to be fixed, continuity-wise, for you guys to? To really develop this
0: offense? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, uh, Mark. But, you know, a lot of times you're forced into those issues with injuries. You know, so we've had a lot of injuries in that. We've had a lot of different combinations. Uh, you know, when we first got here, we are trying to figure out the best combinations. You know, and then this year during training camp, we had a lot of injuries. You know, so I think we were forced into that this year a little bit. Um, but, again, we do the best we can. For Bacon, it's obviously tough stepping in after not taking any, you know, meaningful reps during the week. How do you anticipate that? benefiting from spending this entire week or at least a book. Yeah, just time on task, right? The reps, you know, and again, he's, uh, he's been a pro, you know, the entire time. Um, I think he's been uh, really good in the meetings, uh, good into, uh, you know, paying attention during walkthroughs. And again, you don't get a bunch of reps as a backup quarterback. And uh, I thought he did a really nice job of coming in there, settling in once he did settle in in the last game, and this is only going to be beneficial to him, you know, to get, you know, all these reps this week and, and again, I'm excited to see where he is. I know the guys have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, he's a very confident guy. Um, and uh, again, he's got good arm talent. He's got good poise and, you know, pocket presence. And we're excited to see where it goes. What can you, what can you learn about a young quarterback going through those first team reps for the first time? Um, just what we saw, you know, what we've seen. Um, he's going to have great command. He's going to have uh, those those things in terms of poise. Um, you know, and he's uh, able to chunk information, like I said earlier in the week. and uh, you know how is he process this information that he's got now on Wednesday? You know we got first and second down runs, first and second down passes, and you know everything that comes along with that, with you know changing protections and those types of things, and and we'll see where he operates today. Now with
1: the with Cody White here and the inconsistent snaps on Sunday, has that been an issue at all throughout practice, or is that just kind of showing up on, on
0: games? game? Um, it's been it's been a little bit, you know, during practice, um, some, but again, that's uh that's always an issue, you know, when you uh when you work through and change positions. You know, I think that uh, uh, when you have that, but again, it's not been like it's been glaring. You know, there's been some of it. But again, we've corrected it and made, you know, made those adjustments. And uh, again, it's got to be better than what it was on Sunday. As an organization, what are have there been instances you guys looked at it of other undrafted free agent quarterbacks being asked to play as rookies? Is there anything you can lean on from kind of what's happened in the past that you've been to help you prepare him? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of guys, you know, uh, that, that have done. Uh, you know came in and played and you know certainly what San Francisco went through last year uh, with their quarterback situation So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, optimism out there, you know, there's a lot of, you know uh, You know, he's he has a talent, you know, he's got the mind. He's got the mobility, you know, so we'll see where it goes Matt
1: with Eddie, is this, a, is this a pain tolerance thing with his foot or was there a setback from that injury? On yeah,
0: we're gonna see where it is, you know He's gonna do individual and potentially do a little bit more today. You know, we'll see how it goes again It just flared up on him, you know. So we'll see where it is uh, today, and then going through the week. Thank you. Thanks.
2: Thanks, That was Matt Eberflus, head coach of the Chicago Bears. Pat the designer here, joined by Jason McKee. I mean, listen, another week of uh, coach speak. We find out basically nothing about Justin Mm -hmm. Fields' injury there. Uh, we find out pretty much absolutely nothing about Eddie Jackson. It's all about pain tolerance, um, except, you know, it's it's not when you're a football player. You know, you, you're you're not sitting here uh, talking about pain tolerance um, if something's not in the right place. You know what I mean? You're not sitting here having the conversation about pain tolerance if uh, there's some ligament damage there. So. I don't know are they' already getting at you, but they saw you they saw you they saw you j mac they said you're in the witness protection program Out here. <laughs> it
1: was dark man i, I look like uh the same complexion as alex brown man, my former teammate. oh dang oh. Yeah. alex is dark man. we used to say, how's your last name Brown, and you're so dark man
2: <laughs> black, black. <laughs> uh alex black is crazy uh j mac i mean did you hear anything uh from mattberfluos that? Leaves you feeling uh, better about the situation with Justin Fields. I mean, he didn't say much, but it, it is what it is, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a day-to-day injury, week to week. We don't know. Um, I'm not going to release any details on injuries. We've known that since uh, this re- regime has taken over. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it normally is in the NFL. I mean, the, the main thing is that I'm surprised about it. He did say he's doubtful. You know, normally, he wouldn't even have gave us that little tidbit. So, you know, I think we can expect uh, we can expect to see – Obviously, Tyson Bage. and I'm excited to see, you know, what this guy can do. Right, with the amount of reps that he's going to get in practice for the first time, and actually, you know, the type of the type of menu who get in terms of play calling. You know, are they going to really tailor the play calls and you know everything geared toward his strengths and what he likes within this offense? So I think that's going to be huge for him to get a full week of preparation and the full uh, amount of reps because he has, he hasn't had that. Even through training even through uh, you know training camp, the backups they don't get a lot of reps. Preseason you don't get a lot of reps, um, and obviously this past game when he was inserted after Justin went down with injury, he didn't get a lot of reps either. So the backup, you know, they don't get that same ratio of reps that the first team does. So excited to see uh, what he can do with the full amount of reps within this yep. offense.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we want to hear from you guys the fans as well. Hit the or uh, call into the show 312-332-3776. The phone lines are open. We are here to console you because uh we're just as upset as you guys are about what we hear or lack of what we hear from our head coaching staff and uh I mean, I think here's the interesting part when you look at Tyson Bagent coming in, the biggest question that I have is okay, Are you going to have that O-line play ready to go? We heard Flus talk with Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6 on uh, Monday, basically. And he said, you know, the the center is setting our protection every time we go out there. The second you took Cody Whitehair out of the game, all of a sudden the protection was better. The blocking scheme started to work. We have a drive that goes forward down the field. It just concerns me that it took him that long to make that adjustment as a head coach. And then on the flip side of that, are you going to, like you said, make things easy? Who did he continue to throw to when he was out there? Going to Tyler Scott. Why? He's got the reps in with Tyler Scott. This is the week of any week. If you're going to make a switch here at center, that could be a long-term switch possibly, where you put in Doug Kramer. Why? Who the heck's Tyler? Or who is uh, Tyson going to be taking most of his snaps from more times than not? Doug Kramer, probably, and he's at least a consistent center. All he does is play center. He snaps the football. Where do you think the fix is on this offensive line? Because that, that's probably the worst, as crazy as it is to say, that's probably the worst we've seen the line play because you had bigs mismatching with smalls. You had Deontay yeah. Foreman trying to block uh, Dan- Daniel Hunter coming through on that sack that eventually takes out Justin Fields. How do you fix this offensive line right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just communication and, and obviously understanding what your responsibility is within the protection. If you look at what Minnesota did, and we've known that, Coming into this game, obviously bring a lot of pressure, but at the same time, they run a lot of stunts with that defensive line, right? Especially with Daniel Hunter, they're trying to find ways uh, to, to scheme him open, to get him on a one-on-one to where he can beat that matchup and get to the quarterback. And we yeah. saw that over and over again, uh, you know, last Sunday, you know, trying to find ways to generate pressure on a quarterback. And if your offensive line doesn't have the communication and not on the same page, they can't pass things off and be in the, uh, uh, be on the right guys in terms of protection. And the same thing with the running backs. You know, Darrington Evans, yes, he was here, but it's a whole new protection scheme for him. Uh, Deontay Foreman, even though he's a solid runner in between the tackles, but the knock on him has been in pass protection. So we saw that as well, some confusion there. But here's the thing, right? You talk about bringing in Doug Kramer, a guy who has not played a lot of football, guy who's been yeah. out since who knows what. So yeah. you bring him in, yeah, the snaps may be better, but at the same time, how is the continuity within the offensive line, within those guys that's been playing football? You know, how's the communication level going to be? You're still going to have, I think, those uh, – you're going to have more problems with Doug Kramer in the lineup because he just got those live reps. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we understand Tevin Jenkins didn't get a lot of, a lot of uh, live reps, but we saw him in the Commanders games come out and play well. I don't think Doug Kramer is that type caliber of player uh, as Tevin Jenkins. You know what I mean? Tevin Jenkins brings about a physicality that a lot of players don't have, and that physicality is isn't equal to – you know, overcome a lot of things that you may face out there on that field. So, you know, I think we're going to see, honestly, I think we're going to see uh, Patrick back at center. Um, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I know Jatari <laughs> Carter. <being, laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Jatari <laughs> He's, being right like, guard. He He's like, I, oh, man, it's all, it's all bad. But I, sorry. Jatari Carter will be at right guard. And Nate Davis probably being out with a high ankle sprain. <laughs> Uh, I think Whitehair could be a guard, you know, obviously Boreham and and Darnell Wright will be at right tackle. I think that's the combination we're going to see.
2: Hey, I think I'm I'm not going to lie to you though. What we've seen, there are some, there's some promising things to me from the offensive line that we've seen. And those are the, the, the younger pieces. I think, right. Cody Whitehair being in there, the protection was all thrown off. Guys didn't know where the heck to go. It was chaos, pandemonium, cats chasing dogs, all of that. Right. But, we saw some good reps out of Jatir Carter in that in that game uh, uh, on Sunday, right? I don't believe he allowed a single pressure uh, in his time in there. We know what Darnell Wright can be. Tevin Jenkins, you mentioned him, an absolute mauler. We've got Larry Borum, who's kind of, he's he's been a nice placeholder uh, for uh, 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 Braxton Jones since he's been out. The biggest question has been that center position. At one and five, when is a better time for you to take a chance than when you don't have Justin Fields out there I guess right. You don't want. It's not to say throw Tyson Bajan out there as the sacrificial lamb, but I feel like those two have more of a rapport than uh, um, with with Bajant and Carter than we'll see from Patrick and 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 I'm sorry from Bajan and uh, um, Kramer. Then we'll see from Patrick and Bajan, right? You know, like I, I just feel like you're in a no win situation here already. If you were going to try and make that change this would be the week to try and make it. Now, granted, right, like, Max Crosby's going to kill whoever's on the other side of him. Like, that's 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 the number one thing we do know heading into this Raiders game. That Raiders team, that Raiders defense is literally Max Crosby and the rest of them. <laughs> so it's not like you're in a win-win situation here no matter what, but I don't think that you're going to get a better time to get a look at this guy very similar to the Jatir Carter uh, experiment where the only reason we got to look at him was because Nate Davis was out.
1: Yeah, and knowing that Max Crosby, he should be a marked man on this defensive front. Like, yeah. that's where the game plan comes in place. That's where Getsy comes in place. It's something that has been up and down all year, <laughs> mostly down in terms of the game plan and how to address, uh, you know, deficiencies in pass protection. Uh, so you've got to know where he's at at all times. And, you know, Coach Luce talked about game planning, you know, in protection, you know, how you're going to be able to game plan beforehand, but how you're also going to be able to game plan tactically within the game. Uh, So that's going to be huge. You know, whether you bring a a tight end over and chip or you chip with a running back or you slide the protection to Max Crosby side, you have to know where he's at at all times, especially with a young quarterback. You know, he's got to know where he's at at all times, because I wonder if they're going to give Tyson Bajan the ability to change the protection to go towards Max Crosby. And it makes you think, right, with a quarterback that hasn't got a lot of reps, who's a young guy. You know, Will he have the, the mental capacity to be able to do that within a heated moment of the game? I think that's going to be an important factor uh, in this game.
2: There's plenty of negatives to look at, J-Mac, and I feel like we've harped on them all week. By the way, call into the show. We do want to hear from you guys, the fans as well. 312-332-3776. Phone lines are open. Um, there were some, as crazy as it is to say, positives in this game. Our defense held an offense to 13-point scoring. And I get it, right? No Justin Jefferson. That makes a big difference. But Kirk Cousins is a guy that can make his weapons work with him. And you know what? I saw – now, we didn't get a ton of sack numbers in that game, right? But I saw pressure. I saw blitzes that I thought actually were getting a lot closer to the quarterback, which makes me feel better. I saw linebackers that were flying around the football. My God, I I, I swear I squinted my eyes for a second. And it looked like Briggs and Urlacher. Urlacher was a lot darker, though. Easy, a lot easy, darker
1: out easy, there. easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Yeah. They played well, but they ain't that dynamic duo yet. <laughs> but at the same time, though, they did, man. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of TJ, of TJ Edwards. You know, I've been – I was thrilled about that signing here. A guy who's, you know, he's got it through the mud, so to speak. Yeah. Undrafted guy. You know, had to pave his own way in Philly. You know, ended up being, you know, a leader on that defense in Philly that went to a Super Bowl. You bring him here – a guy who has a winning pedigree, a guy that understands what it takes to excel in this league. And you bring him in the locker room. And that's the type of thing that you need. You need culture builders like that within an organization that has been losing a lot lately. You need winners in that locker room. And he's one of those guys. You bring in Tremaine Edmonds, a guy who's had success on that Buffalo defense. You bring him in this locker room and a defense that's had a tradition of being dominant, but he also comes from a team that has a culture of winning. So you got to implement more pieces like that in the locker room. But, to see that defense fly around the way they did. I mean, they really flew around. Um, they got after it. They didn't get the, the amount of sacks that we wanted, but they did generate some tur- takeaways. And they did put our offensive position in favor position to put points on the board. And that's where we felt offensively, as everybody knows. We weren't able to take advantage of a lot of the field position that the defense gave us at times. But to see that defense fly around, to see Jaquan Brooks come out there and make some big hits and make big plays, that just shows that he's being able to come back, a guy who's been banged up. In and out of the lineup this year, coming back off injury, finally starting to get you know in his zone, and to see the things that you know the other guys did. Andrew Billings has been a dog in the interior the whole time. So, if you have a defense that can play like that, and we can just manufacture something on offense, like <laughs> anything, anything, you know what I mean? Anything, you know? I'm, I'm, not, I mean, it's going to give us a chance. Am I saying you know? I, I don't know. Moving forward, we got a lot of tough games, but it, it'll give us a chance. And in this past Sunday is a game that I mean. We should have had, with the performance that the defense had, we should have had that game. And that's what's so upsetting right now.
2: Well, yeah, and that that's what, I think that's the part that, I keep going back to this, and and the part that's irritated me most about what we saw in that Vikings game, even after watching the All-22, is that it it felt like Luke Getz, who said, I'm going to take these next 10 days, not to prepare for what the Minnesota Vikings are actually going to do, but to prepare to prove that the system that I wanted to run with Justin Fields the first time is going to work. That's not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the continued play that you guys were running out there. Initially, the quick passes, getting the ball out quickly. 2.7 seconds. I talked about this a ton. 2.7 seconds, Justin Fields was getting the ball out in in those last two games before this Vikings game. This last game, yes, the play where Justin gets hurt is on him. It is. He's holding the football six seconds. You have to get rid of the football. There's no excuse there. You know, at six seconds, dude, like, you know, I've been in this pocket a little bit long, dog. Like, so I gotta do something here. But you also look at the plays when you watch the All-22 and you go, hey, why are we running 15-yard routes down the field when they're doing a six-man front on the first play of the game? Uh, Are there still things that I look at from Justin and I'm like, I need you to fix that? 100%. He's not absolved of it.
1: You talk about the first play of the game. Like, I just I don't understand the one, obviously, it's empty, so it's, it's a five-man protection, five-line-minute five, five line minute protection. you got six coming, yep. and you look at the right side of the formation. You've got DJ Moore and Kyrie blasting game. They're running hitches, but it's man coverage, so you, those are taken away. And then on the left side, those guys, all three of them guys, it's Mooney, Komet, and uh, who else was out there? I forget, but they're all running in breaking routes. It's all man coverage. It's all man coverage. So you've got five trying to block oh, six. Yeah, Foreman was out there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you got five offensive linemen blocking six. But at the yeah. same time, you know, he's looking to his right. He's looking at Kyrie and DJ Moore running hitches. That's, that's you know, basically they're they're in man coverage. So those are taken away. So you have no chance. Absolutely no chance. It, exactly what happened on that play was supposed to happen.
2: Yeah, and, and that's that's the problem to me, right? Like, I, keep, I know it seems so simple, but I keep asking the question. Why is screens his slant? Like like if I got a blitz coming, right? And maybe this is just me the dumb, you know, podcaster that had never played in the NFL. But to me, if I got a if I've got a blitz coming, I know for a fact I'm going to have a free rusher. I know for a fact I have to get this ball out quickly. Wouldn't you just run a slant across the middle and try to get that ball out as quickly as possible? Instead, he wants to use the screen passes. He wants to use the hitches. These things take time to develop, time that Justin Fields doesn't have.
1: I mean, the screen—the screen is a good answer against a, a team that really likes to put pressure on a quarterback because you can catch him in vulnerable situations. But a lot of times, like you mentioned in the slant, like w- when they're bringing pressure, a lot of times what these coordinators are doing, what they've been doing nowadays, is they'll make sure they have a route that replaces the void left by that blitzer. You know what I'm saying? Right. So those are things that you got to take advantage of. But those are things in which the balls got to come out quick, and you have to have a quarterback that can that can be able to uh, you know to see that. You got to see that. You got to see where pressure is coming from. And you got to be ready to take advantage of that based upon a route concept call. If you got pressure coming and you're running ten and fifteen yard routes, I mean his only hope is to hold the ball, hope for somebody to open. But at that time, in the NFL, if you're patting the ball twice, you're getting hit. You're getting sacked yeah. as a quarterback.
2: And, and and again, I don't absolve Justin of what we saw on Sunday. That there's a part of that where. The second you see it's not there, you got to take off. Use your legs. It's okay, right? And if it, it just it felt to me we watched Tampa twice. Like, that felt like the game plan for the Tampa game again. And it's like, hey, uh, you know when you hit your head against that wall, that hurt. You're going to do that again. Okay, we're doing that twice. We're hitting our head against the wall twice. That's what we're doing. I just – I, I, Luke Getze to me has me so concerned as a play caller because – I saw the last two games, and I'm like, okay, he kind of figured it out. We're doing things a little bit different. And then the last game, it felt like a game where your defense – the reason we started talking about this, your defense gave you opportunities, gave you the ability to get short fields. We haven't had the defense do that for us all season.
1: Yeah, and and it makes you wonder, right, Pat, like within the game plan, if I'm Justin and there's something in the game plan protection-wise or route concept-wise that that I – that I'm not comfortable with or that I don't like, I'm going to say, Hey coach, you know what? I don't, I don't really know about this route concept. I don't really know about this protection. You know, it just, it takes too long. You know what I mean? They've got to, I don't know. They've got to have that type of communication. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not like the player is trying to disrespect the coach or anything like that, or, you know, disrespect his, his ability to put together a game plan. He's, he's got to tell you what he's comfortable with. Right. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the coach knows, what the coach think is gonna thinks is gonna work, the player is the is the guy that has to go out there and execute. He's gotta go out and execute. He's the guy that's gonna be on the field playing, he's a guy that's comfortable within the game plan so that way he can go out there perform at a high level. If you're putting together a game plan that he has questions about that he's not comfortable about, then you know you're gonna see that that's what you're gonna see that's gonna happen. And I'm not saying that's the case. You know, I'm just it's just in theory trying to figure this thing out. Like, yeah, how does the game plan change do a complete 360 week in and week out this just does not make any
2: sense especially when you hear Justin Fields right say that, my, my favorite thing is he was like the Vikings are going to change their entire identity based on how we played the last couple of weeks meanwhile the Chicago Bears changed their entire identity yeah. based on what yeah you know I mean like that's and I I like a uh, shout out to the Twitch chat shout out to the YouTube chat I'm a podcaster. I'm a call. I'm I'm a look in this chat, and I I see people commenting in, and we be laughing at y'all when when Greeny be on. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, we be cracking up. (laughs) We not gonna say what y'all be saying. Y'all are crazy. Um, uh, Devo said, kind of figured it out against a horrendous defense. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of times that is when you figure out the things that work for you and when they don't, right? Because it is a little bit easier. Yes, it gets harder when a tough defense is on the other side of you, but offensively, sometimes you'd be like, okay, this is what works for us. We can do this against tougher defenses. This is going to Im- be implemented versus tougher defenses. We, To me, we saw none of what we implemented outside of the run game. The run game was still really good, but we saw none of what we implemented versus those Easier defenses, although the Commanders were an elite defense all until we beat them. Yeah, you know I mean, like I, that cracks me up. That makes me laugh every time. But uh, uh, um, is isn't that the time? A lot of times when your offense does get right, when they see those defenses that are a little easier to attack, and then on the flip side of that, you say we can take this and get this into the next game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it just it just uh, it just upsets you, right? The fact that you had so much extra time to prepare for this. Ten game. days. Ten right? days. I like. You had a buy but at the same time buy this doesn't mean okay forget about football completely i'm gonna go ahead and take all these pats on the back all this praise from us getting one win one win you know what i'm saying like you still got you still got work to do still a long season so the fact that like it just the unpreparedness in terms of, of what it looked like yeah sunday that's what's so upsetting and just to go from like we talked about to go from one extreme on offense where things was working things were clicking the last two weeks and yeah You played some bad defenses, but at the same time, offense, you were moving ball up up and down the field. You were putting points on the board. And then to do a complete 360 and go back to what we saw the first few weeks where you're getting your your butts whipped, that's what's so frustrating.
2: And I think here's the other thing, too, right? Like, (laughs) yes, it's a bad defense, but even bad defenses in the NFL don't just give up 30 every night. You know what I mean? Like, especially versus the offenses that we saw the first three weeks. That was a different offense out there. That was not the same offense. we were all until the Vikings game. A defense that, if we're being 100% honest, listen, they're not nearly as bad as um, Broncos, right? But the concepts outside of blitzing every single play, the players that they have, I look at very similar to the Broncos because it's like you got one dude. You've got one guy on the other side. I love Harrison Smith. He's 107 years old. Harrison Smith was – if I'm not mistaken, I think he really was playing when you were playing. I don't think I'm exaggerating on that, bro. Like,
1: So what you trying to say about me, man? You said he's 107 years old, man. Come on.
2: I said what I said. Anyway, no, I'm just playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I to me, you know, like, I thought that this would be a defense that you could go out there and attack a little bit more. And the fact yeah. that they literally, bro, he, Brian Flores played Madden. He blitzed on 72% of plays. Yeah. He was just pressing X on the controller yeah. all day in the blitz package. What's the game plan blitz? blitz and if you and, if you, and if you
1: can't if you can't make the adjustments in protection or pick it up I mean, you're struggling against it well guess what he's gonna press he's it even more <laughs> hey, <yo>. <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> it. that's the game that's that's the like, game that's the luke nature
2: Getze, luke Getsy was like the, the the dude just losing to him be like bro you just button mashing bro you ain't really good yeah. at the game you just button mashing it's frustrating too
1: and it, 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 it's even more frustrating right <laughs> you would think that in, in, in the passing game, you would have had more opportunities because you had you, you did so many good things in the run game. If you go back and watch the film, like, yeah. the they were coming off the ball in the run game. Deontay Foreman was down here. Derrickson Evers ran that ball well. We even seen Baylor Jones get a couple big runs in the running game. So you would think that the success you had running the ball would have helped you had success in the passing game, but it's the type of things you're calling. You're calling drop drop-back drop back passes instead of, instead of play-action passes, building it off the run, right? Offensive coordinator is like you want to layer your plays, right? So if I'm running inside zone, I'm running zone read with Justin a lot and Deontay Foreman, right? Well, I need to set up a pass off of that because now the yeah. defense have seen zone read. They've seen that. Justin's pulled that ball. He's burnt us on the edge a couple of times. He's handed that ball off to Deontay Foreman. He's got some chunk yardage in the running game. Now I want to build my passing game off of that, build my passing game off of things we had success, you know, in the running game off of. So – That's the thing that confuses me. You know, you you, you call the play. You know, Deontay Foreman gets seven yards on inside zone. The next play you come back, it's a bad snap, but it's a drop-back pass. You know what I mean? Now you're behind the chains on third down. Like, that's what's so frustrating because we see that over and over and over and over again. And then you have an offense that's out of whack, and then guess what? It's third long. Guess what Brian Flores is doing? He's grabbing that damn controller, hitting that damn x button.
2: (laughs) Blitz! Uh, Let's finish it it out here, J-Mac. I mean, listen, we – the good thing about Wednesday and why I love having you on the show on Wednesday is because it's turn-the-page day. All we can yes. do is look ahead to the next week when you see the Vegas Raiders come in. Um, I don't know if we have a latest update on, uh, on Jimmy G. Uh, uh, Jimmy G, thank you. I was like Josh McDaniels. I don't need an update on him. Uh, Jimmy G. <laughs> I uh, I know, I, hey, look, I, I know what Josh McDaniels is at this point. He's oh, out. Man. I
1: hope Josh <laughs> plays quarterback. They're going to – Get the snacks out of Josh McDaniels.
2: Hey, listen, listen. Brian Hoyer's been playing quarterback just about as long as Josh McDaniels has been since it's been for him. So, you know what I mean? But, yeah. um, it might be the Brian Hoyer, Tyson Bajan show. What are you expecting out of this Vegas game? What's your outlook right now with uh, what Bears team we may see? I don't know. That's my outlook. You don't know, we don't know what
1: Bears team we're going to see, especially with Tyson Bajan in the game. I think it's going to bring. I mean, it, it, it brings excitement because here's a guy who's done a lot of good things. Um, we haven't seen him, obviously, in live action for a long time. We're going to get to see that uh, this game. But the good thing is, hey, they got a quarterback on that side who may be Brian Horry, who's who's super old. Now, he's 170 years old. You know <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what this game's going to bring, man. It's going to be uh, – I, I have no idea. You know, I have no idea what this game's going to bring. Like I said before – offensively the mark man you got to mark is is max cross you got to mark yeah. him. um but you know what i do what i did like to see what i saw from tyson last game is you know he did he did take us he did take some shots to dj Moore. you know he tried to he, and he like literally certain place he force fed dj Moore right in, in the two things yep. that's going to happen when you force feed dj Moore, one he's going to make a great catch or two there's going to be pass interference i'll take i'll take both of those you know what i'm saying so I think you were going to see, you know, Tyson push the ball downfield. He's a confident guy. Um, he's, he played a lot of football in college. Obviously, he was at Shepherd University, two uh, completely to different levels. But yeah. I think he has something. So if we can have a good running game and Getsey can can devise a game plan based upon his strengths, which we haven't seen every week, then I think we have a chance. But uh, if that defense plays the way they did last week, you know, uh, Brian Hoard, they're going to get after him, and you definitely got to get after a guy like Brian Hoarder. So uh, we'll see what
2: happens. <laughs> If we can't get after Brian Hoyer, I'll see y'all at the draft, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. You never, know, man. you
1: never know with this team. It's 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 up and down. You know what I
2: mean? It's every week is something different. This should be the week that Yannick makes his season total in sacks. Like, let's be real. Like this should be right, like come on. Like, yeah, listen. One for one, they absolutely hate Devontae Adams. I don't know what Devontae said to Josh McDaniels, but he said you are never going to see this football again. I hate Devontae Adams. That yeah. makes life a heck of a lot easier because I'm not as worried about Jacoby Myers in the slightest. I don't care how much Jimmy G targets him. Um, it's,
1: it's crazy to talk. I wonder how many like the comparison in targets from Jacoby Myers to Devontae Adams has got to be like twice as much as Jacoby. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy.
2: Just last week alone. Uh, Devontae Adams got five targets, which is insane. He mm-hmm. caught two of them for 29 yards. Jacoby Myers got seven targets.
1: See what I'm saying? Like, that's unbelievable. Hey, if you guys don't want Devontae Adams, you know, we'll, we'll definitely take him over here.
2: <laughs> no, J-Mac. J-Mac, no. We need linemen. We, I like Devontae. We need linemen. Protect my quarterback. Hey, I don't care if this baby right Man, we like, take anything right now. I don't care, man. It could be Agent Beadit. It could be Justin Fields. It could be Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler. Mark. There's a common theme here. We need to protect these guys. Money making Mitch, all of them. Maserati Mitch, whatever y'all was calling them for a while. It was. It wasn't. We'll, do it. it didn't we'll work. Take out.
1: anything right now. When you're winning five, you'll take anything.
2: Oh, God. Hey, listen. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button before you get up out of here. Subscribe to the page. As always, uh, for Jason McKee, it's your boy, Path the Designer. Back at it again. We'll be back tomorrow breaking things down with Courtney Cronin and a special guest as we get an eye on the enemy as well. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. It's tough. Peace. Get
1: yeah, out. Yeah.